Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I am Justin Lamb, your host. Thank you guys so much. This is episode 12. I love that you're here. I love that you're listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, We have a great guest today. This is my friend Stephanie. I've known Stephanie for years. Uh, She's best friends with my wife. They know each other in and out. Uh, Even when they don't talk for a while, they come back together and it's like, you know, nothing ever changed. And it's fantastic. And I was so excited to sit down with her. So we spent a lot of time together, but um, since she had her child, as adults do, sometimes we don't see each other as much. Uh, but Stephanie's got some crazy stories about growing up. She watched her friend die in a car accident that she talks about uh, having her child quite unexpectedly uh, and going to jail. I mean, she goes in depth with all three of those stories, and uh, it's pretty wild. And I want to thank her for so much for sharing some of the crazy stuff that's happened to her and uh, hopefully you guys get some stuff out of this story and some of the lessons she learned she can pass on to you guys and that is always the goal so thank you for being here thank you for listening i love you guys i love you for listening i love your reviews and i love your messages and your emails so many of you have been reaching out and thank you thank you thank you Uh, i know you've been reaching out to some of the guests too and that that is awesome Uh, this is doing exactly what i want it to do which is help people Uh, address whatever they want to address, um, even if that's just having a conversation. That's awesome. So thank you. This is episode 12 with my friend Stephanie. But thank you for coming out. Thanks for having me, Justin. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited you're here. I haven't been able to hang out with you in so long. We haven't hung out in a really long time. Yeah. And hopefully after this we can hang out that's not recording or something. Um, But... Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know if you've been able to follow this at all. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Sure. I'd like to start out with okay. how I know you. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, I thought about this recently because I first met you when I was working at Longhorn and you were on a first or second or third date. Oh my God, that's right, with Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'd forgotten. That was the first time that I had, I saw you. And then I think that was before I moved to California. Yeah. And then I came back and... Like, what, two years later? Yeah, two years later and everyone was playing cards at one person's house. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. and then I got to know you better and I met my current wife. Mm-hmm. It's all because of me <laughs> yeah. that you found That is correct. Love. You're welcome. Thank you. I don't know what... Um, I don't think it's all because of me. <laughs> You did it. You did it, Stephanie. That's really good. And then we hung out a bunch mm-hmm. for quite a while. Yeah. And some of my favorite times in Rochester are at uh, former exes of yours. I don't know how many names you want to say on here, so I'll just say an ex of yours uh, who lived oh, yeah. right downtown. And that was that was a bunch of fun hanging that out one there. That would really like it if you said its name all just the all the time in as, as loudly and as... <laughs> sort of yeah. well if i follow the protocol that i set forth with the podcast i'll eventually interview <laughs> good that'd be cool oh, i might interview both of your exes that i know of. <laughs> yeah before we go any further too if there's anyone you don't want to say by name don't say their name nobody yeah i'm good i'm pretty <laughs> you much can because i can edit out anything and yeah i have many times cool but yeah so that okay. said let's go back in time okay stephanie's born because you're you're the oldest right of two, yes. Yeah, you have a younger brother. I do. Alex is his name. Alex, Hi, Alex. Thomas. Shout out to Alex. What up, bro? Um, he would love 
how the setup you got that's down here. because this is the best basement ever yeah. um <laughs> how far apart are you guys five years oh, are you he was my mom went into labor with him on my fifth birthday thanks a lot mom yeah <laughs> so it's, how close are you guys birthday uh the he, same day i'm the 19th of march 19th and he's march 20th that's crazy mm-hmm I was really mad at him for a really long time. How did I not time. know that? That's crazy. Yeah, but he was born. Like, I thought he, like, because you know me, I'm clearly, like, an attention whore. <laughs> so to have attention ripped from me yeah. to this baby was... Well, let's go pre-Alex. Okay, bye. What, uh... Bye. <laughs> what, uh, what are your parents doing when you're born? Um, that's a good question, Justin. Well, they had recently moved back from Clearwater. Florida. Oh, oh. Where I was conceived. Nice. Just a tid, fun tidbit. But you were born in Michigan. I was born in, yeah, and ro- actually right down the road from where close, I used to yeah. live at Crinton Hospital. Close call, Hospital, though. You almost were born Rochester. in Florida. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> oh. And Clearwater, I hear, is like, somebody just told me yesterday, Clearwater, Florida. That's up in the panhandle, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But somebody just told it's me the it's, best like, noise ever. <laughs> it's really religious. Like, it's like the religious, oh, really? zealous, like, capital of, uh, yeah. Okay. I had no idea. I didn't know that. I either. just thought it was old people. <laughs> it's what I see when I think of Florida. Yeah. It's old people. That's fair. <laughs> old people in Walmart. Yes. Really, yeah. really cutting out a segment of the population. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a large segment. Um, but my dad's working for my grandpa at. A little company called uh, Great Lakes Electric. Okay. Uh, the electrician. As an electrician, okay. when I at the time of my being born yeah. and stuff, and my mom was, I think, doing like she was working there too or something. They worked. Both of them worked for my grandpa for okay. a long time. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're. What do you remember? It's riveting beginnings. <laughs> well, do you remember anything pre your brother? Like, do you remember? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's. I mean, you're pretty young. Five years old. Yeah. I think I remember a lot, but I can't sometimes figure out if I'm, like, fabricating the memory inside my head. So yeah. I, I can remember living in Brighton, where we lived there until I was, like, three, two or three. Yeah. And that was my first boyfriend, my first kiss. Until so when you were two or three. Started early. Theodore was his name. Love of my life. Actually, when we moved, we moved to this... Uh, street just I, a few I houses heard that. down yeah, when I was like crazy. two and a half or three <laughs> and I my mom says I was running down the street like all of our like friends from our neighborhood in Brighton had helped us move and uh, I was running after their cars like at the end of the night when they were all going oh, up, yeah. please take me with you like I was devastated um, but uh, yeah I could remember we had a fox for a little while you had a pet like a pet fox a pet fox we were like watching it what? for someone yeah okay uh, I remember watching a lot of Bob Ross. Uh, it, bits and pieces, yeah. Yeah. Like weird stuff like that. What do you remember about your mom like getting pregnant? Uh, well, actually, my mom had... I don't remember. Okay. My mom actually carried a child full term and then lost the child oh, wow. when I was like one years old. Oh, okay. Yes. That actually happened a year before me and a year after me. So she had two like stillbirths lost oh wow within three years and i was i was the one that yeah so is that something is that something like your family i don't want to say celebrates that's the wrong word but like memorializes anyway like did they have names or anything like that no okay my mom's actually just recently had this conversation with my mom about this because i didn't even know this until like less than a year ago oh okay I knew that she had seven miscarriages in total yeah and she had three in between 
So you and your brother are like Alex miracle children. Yeah, but we turned out, I mean, like questionable on that one. Wonderful people. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, but no, it. so it hasn't ever been something, I knew that it was a part of her life. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's not like guarded about it, but you don't really ask your mom like, hey mom, how did, how did those Tell look? me about them miscarriages, yeah. mom. And my dad That's would make crazy. a joke when we were little about me having an older sister. And it was like, I don't even remember. It was like a dad joke, you know, like it was like a bad dad joke. Yeah. But something about like, oh, that's why your older, you know, that's why your older sister should be around or something. And like, it it was weird when she like kind of told me about this. I'm like, why Why would dad joke about that? Like when I was young, you know, like that must have been weird for my mom. But yeah, you start, you found out and you started putting a bunch of stuff together. Yeah. Wow. It was just strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, se- it, it seemed seemed not like it would be a fun time not at all not at I all i imagine not at all very cryptic how that. many of them were do you know were full term two okay that's crazy yeah yeah and like so when i was like a very young when i was a baby my yeah. mom was pregnant for nine months and I'm, i was like wait i'm too small to remember it i guess yeah. i don't You're like mom got all. fat for nine months right and like, right and, and i, I don't and know she was sad like, right what is that that's crazy yeah so, um, yeah, I don't remember what the first question was, but well, I think we're whether or just, not you remember your mom being pregnant with your brother, but it so sounds I, like she I was do. pregnant like three times. Yeah, so. she was. And That's I think that, um, wild. they might not have really, she might not have said too much about it. Um, we actually were going to adopt a teenage Asian like boy. Like right? your family was? Yeah. Um, cause they weren't, they weren't going to. She did a lot of like the in vitro stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the IVF to. Yeah, yeah, not before she had me, but after she had me, um, when they were trying to have a, a second kid, and um, they had like the adoption paperwork and everything, and I was gonna get an older brother. He was gonna be Asian. I was really excited to have an older brother, and then she got pregnant with Alex, and it worked out. Crazy. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. It'd be weird to have like an older brother, right? Like Asian dude. I don't. One of probably like two people in Hortonville. Right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you, you got your brother. And yeah, stuff. and we've always gotten along <laughs> swimmingly. We've always been like. Oh, that's good. Growing up and everything. Yeah, we never, ever, ever fought. What was your relationship like with your parents? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm a kind of an easygoing person. <laughs> yeah. I go with the flow. So uh, how long? What happens? Uh, career-wise with your mom and dad over your over the course of your like childhood and everything um well let's start with my mom okay because that one's i think briefer she worked for my grandpa yeah yeah. Uh, her father mario trescone is his name mario mario speak of these coasters in front of us i know exactly and he does have he has a twin brother no his his name is not luigi it is oh my god what is it like to grow up as mario with a twin brother in the late 80s when when super mario brothers comes out how much do you hate that video game system i can't imagine i'm sorry that had to be you know i've never asked him about it he's he's, he doesn't seem like you know the type who would even give much thought to that yeah vince what is what is it oh it'll come to me anyways um she worked for him. She worked for Weight Watchers. Okay. She had like a Weight Watchers briefcase. Nice. Uh, like still in the house somewhere. It's still like full of Weight Watchers stuff. And then, uh, 
Yeah, that's what she did. Uh, she was my campfire counselor, like our campfire group yeah. counselor. Um, she did a lot of after school stuff for campfire too. So we would like go to different schools, like after I got out of school or in the summertime. Uh, usually they were like in Pontiac. And uh, we would do like the after school, like latchkey quote unquote programs for the kids. Yeah. Did she run the, did she run those programs? Or what do you mean? She, she did, yeah. Oh, okay. She was um, part of. Oh, I don't know what her title would have been, but she like, she worked. She worked for the schools and did that for the for Campfire, oh, okay. which is a nonprofit okay. yeah, 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 yeah. organization. Okay. She worked through the south, southeast or Oakland County part of it. Yeah. It's, branch, yeah, troop, branch. division, so sort of like Girl Scouts yeah. or Boy Scouts, <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. it's like co-ed. Yeah. Um, my dad has always been an electrician. Okay, he worked for my grandpa. They don't get along very well. <laughs> Shocker, and. Uh, he started working for another company, R&B Electric, and he traveled doing, like, Megatrons for, like, giant stadiums all oh. across the country. Uh, so me and my brother actually got to sign the inside of, like, like one of these big, it was like a breaker box. Okay. And we got to, like, put our names in it, and, uh, yeah, he would just go. He was never home. When did, <laughs> he, when did he start that? When did he start doing traveling? Probably when we moved street over uh <laughs> coast uh, so when i was like 10 maybe okay so we so we lived on this street yeah and uh then my parents decided they were gonna get a divorce oh, okay so uh we moved into hidden lakes apartments yeah i've my, lived there <laughs> yeah uh it's a delight they had a pool which was cool um my mom my brother and i they didn't tell us they were getting a divorce, but like my dad didn't move with us, so it was just that was kind of like, weird. Uh... <laughs> Wait, weird. someone's missing. Um, and then we lived there for like um, eight months, and then my parents decided they weren't going to get a divorce, um, so we moved into the house on Costa Mesa, and yeah. So then uh, he was my dad wasn't really around like a ton when I was a kid. I don't remember him being around and them not arguing either they argued all the time it was super annoying what do they like in particular you remember uh that he was never home (laughs) and i was like in my you know i would like lay awake every night listening to it my mom thinks like she even to this day she'd be like well you never heard us arguing and i'm like how do you not hear people screaming at each other in a house you can hear that yeah and uh did you ever feel like being the older child that you had to like mediate uh not to mediate my parents but me and my brother shared a room yeah oh, okay so even when to... we didn't have to yeah uh, it, we used that trundle bed pretty pretty hard for a few years there yeah we've always been really close i did not try to mediate me with my parents now do you think your parents having the relationship they did is part of what brought you and your brother to be so close yes so you kind of had to be there for each other mm-hmm. yeah 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 plus like i don't know you grew up around the same time i did um yeah. both my parents worked yeah so even though my dad wasn't home my mom wasn't really home either you know yeah. she got home at six o'clock or six thirty or whenever so so what did like after school to that time look like walking home from elementary school because i went to jano adams which isn't there anymore but yeah. you could walk there from here and just tv <laughs> no oh. no we weren't allowed to watch tv um, Even when your mom and dad weren't home. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't know why I with I upheld their request, but okay. yeah, no, we didn't watch too much TV. We, we just played outside. We had a big tree in our backyard. It was 
it like was right on the border of our neighbor's yard yeah. and ours. There was this giant tree on this like weird little hill. So it was like a flat, you know, flat backyard. And then it had this really sort of prominent hill. It was just a giant tree. And on the one on the side of the tree that was in my neighbor's yard, it had, they had three like plaques from where like all their dogs had been buried. Oh. It was, but the tree looked like a dinosaur leg. Okay. And this is like I'm I'm kind of old, you know. Yeah. So like Jurassic Park kid had come out. Yeah. And uh, so we would we would use like our little camcorder and we would like record our own Jurassic Park <laughs> where like that was the dinosaur leg and we were like running and stumbling from it. Wonderful. <laughs> My brother had like a raptor puppet. Thank you. Got like a Pizza Hut or something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for your hand, and he would hold the camera and go like this. <laughs> 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 he did a lot of yeah, silly stuff that like is that. The, that is the film equivalent to steven spielberg <laughs> right there it was some hard yeah hard hitting stuff for sure that's awesome i was very proud of us yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's your what's the relationship like with your mom when your dad starts traveling oh uh, like how does that what is that turn my relationship to? with my mom yeah. or uh i always blamed her <laughs> blamed her for him not being around? yeah because when he was there she yelled at him and i thought if you don't yell at him maybe he'll want to come home more yeah. Now, retrospect, that was sort of very oversimplified way of looking at it. You were a child. Uh-huh. I, so. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, our parents are getting older. Older. So my dad is, they were actually just recently, they had a remarriage planned for just this past September. Okay. <laughs> the same day as their original wedding date, because they are divorced now. Okay. They were going to get remarried, and my dad did not show up, and it was a big thing. But um, I think for the most part, I just wished that, I don't know. That's a really good question, actually. Part of me, I think, resented her. Yeah. Because I, I needed someone to blame, you know. Yeah. I was like a child. I couldn't figure that out in my head, you know. But I don't know. She she took good care of us though you know we yeah. we would go on vacation it would just be the three of us we'd drive to pennsylvania or wherever we were going and like yeah. she never like i don't know there was this one night she got like drunk at her neighbor's house and i was like mad at her for like five years for that because like it was, i was so embarrassed and she was gonna drive us home and it was like right down the street the street but um our neighbors were like, no, no, like you can't drive Denise. And I was like, she was going to kill us. And I was just like really bitter about it. I have one of those from my mom getting drunk like up north. And this was, I was probably like 14 or 15. And I was so mad. Yeah. And everyone that was up north, all the adults were like, Justin, your mom could drink. She's an adult. Stop being like this. I was like, no. Because my dad was an alcoholic. So obviously right. if she was drinking, <laughs> right. what was left? <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you start to feel a little... Like, like, I think yeah, there's not a lot of gray area when you're a kid. Mm-mm. No, no. And she hid smoking from me, too. She smokes cigarettes. How long did she smoke before you knew? <laughs> I don't... Well, she, she still says that she, like, didn't smoke or doesn't smoke you know but yeah. like i would smell it and i like found a pack of cigarettes in the halloween candy bowl so i was like looking for halloween candy <laughs> like january yeah and uh i asked her i was like mom would you ever lie to me and she was like never and i was like you're lying to me right now because she had lied about smoking every time i'd ask her she'd be like no no those are mine or no no that's you don't you're not uh, daryl daryl left those over here <laughs> yeah it's like a very early i just held her to such high like like unachievable like standards you know yeah so 
But I, I love my family. Yeah. I've always been more of a daddy's girl, obviously. Me and my dad are two peas in a pod. So what's, uh, you know, let's Daniel. transition over that. What does uh, that relationship with your dad look like then growing up? Oh, well, I'm, I just wanted him around more. We had, yeah. it was a good relationship. When he was around, we had fun together. Did you ever, cause I mean, you already said you kind of did the, you held that resentment for your mom. Yeah. Wasn't around. Did you ever kind of blame him at all? Or was it always... I I wrote if you if you were to look back at the poetry I wrote during that time, yeah. you would see that I blamed a lot of things, but not him. Okay. Yeah, I would external things like yeah. you know bikes. He likes to ride bikes. My dad has like a thing about like love and connectedness with family. Cause he had a very like cold upbringing. You know, yeah. very very cold. His family was scary um well just very not a family yeah and uh he would go like hang out with homeless people at ypsilanti like under the bridge and like fish just because like he didn't have anyone just looking for community yeah just did he drink no no my dad actually neither one of my parents really have ever had any sort of substance okay abuse that i've been aware of um he he actually wouldn't marry my mom until she stopped smoking cigarettes so Nice. Um, I think my grandpa probably did drink. I think my grandparents did, and he. So that's why he strayed from it. Okay. And my mom's just Italian, so like you know. <laughs> you know how those it's Italians. It's never a problem are, yeah. if you're an Italian. It's just a part of life. Um, well, I just wonder because that that uh, that kind of need for community. It sounds like your dad had a lot of that. Yes. People in recovery all often seek out yes. that community. He um, he could benefit from some so. sort of group like that. Still to yeah. this day, I mean, he's just very being loving someone feeling loving feelings scares him and so when he was with us if like we went on vacation and stuff you could tell he would start to get like uneasy yeah. you know like he wanted to like run away well it's i mean that's vulnerability right because mm-hmm. if you really like yeah. open up to somebody you're making yourself vulnerable yeah that can be incredibly uncomfortable super incredible super incredibly uncomfortable yes <laughs> especially our parents generation where it's like if you're a man especially do <sighs> not discuss how you feel mm-hmm. yeah don't show how you feel unless it's anger <laughs> exactly and he's not an angry person yeah. you know he's he was he's never really been he was not really ever the one yet he wasn't yelling back at my mom you know it was yeah. she was always really a lot louder than he was so what about uh teenage years high school yeah, so fun. <laughs> so fun. Because I, I have frizzy hair, I try to straighten. <laughs> braces. That's, you know, I got a little chubby. So until I started doing Tybo. Oh, Tybo. I got super into Tybo. I remember you obsessed with Tybo even when I knew you or met you. Yes. <laughs> it got me into shit. Billy shape. Blanks. Billy Is that his name? Double time. <laughs> yeah, well, now it's like. It's, Sean T is Billy Blank's son. Oh, Sean T shit. does the hip hop. Now I'm old as fuck. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Billy Blank's has a son that also yeah. does workout videos. What? Oh my god! Who knew? That's and really. They're funny. actually really good, and there's, uh, they're fun. Um, were you bullied when you were younger? Ah, uh, mm, I'm pretty sure that I was somewhat of a bully in my element elementary years. Yeah. Um. Because I was, like, the cool kid, quote-unquote. Or at least in my mind, I was the coolest kid in my school. Yeah. When we moved to Ortonville, 
I was in sixth or seventh grade, yeah. which is a horrible time For to move. Everybody, <laughs> um, a horrible time. Yeah. Uh, I knew a kid who went to Ortonville. His name is Bob Johnson. His Shout name, out to Bob. He was one of my first kisses. Ooh. He was really cute back in elementary school. Yeah, he. So my mom had me call him like before we moved. So we lived on Coast Mesa. We we're going to move out to Ortonville now. Yeah. Sixth, seventh grade, uh, thirteen years old, I think I was. And she's like, oh, Bob, you know, Bobby Johnson. And I was talking to him. He's like, what kind of kid are you? And I was like wearing like a, like a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt at the time. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like kind of like a prep. And he was like, oh, we don't like props out here in Hortonville. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't know what weed was. I didn't, you know, I was very like. Yeah. I, for, which is weird because it's Waterford. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I was bullied necessarily. No. I was picked on a lot yeah i mean because i was new and shy i was a girl though so i think that made it maybe easier yeah like externally easier at least like um the second day at brandon middle school which ended up just being the high school so i just was in that building for the rest of my you know uh early education whatever you call that later um (laughs) something education yeah something education K through 12, um, somebody had carved into one of the desks in our class, Brian Wachowicz, who owns Frosty Boy now, by the way. Brian Wachowicz <laughs> loves the chubby new girl. And you interpreted that. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm not hot shit. Because I really thought it was hot shit. Like, I really thought I was hot shit. And I think it's good, in, in essence, that I was knocked down a little bit like, yeah. from that. Because I could have just been like... You know, all my friends back in Waterford were like, I'm the cheerleading squad. And, like, they never got, like, that sort of, like, flick off of the pedestal. Yeah. And I did. And it fell hard for quite a while. Quite a while. Did you, did you get, like, depressed or? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> sound real hesitant about that. <laughs> I mean, what? A part of me feels like that's a... Being... Dealing with feelings of depression are part of life but in particular a good part of maybe like those kinds of transitional years yeah going from like a kid to more of an adult you know your yeah. like your teenage years um i retreated into myself yeah but i tend to do that anyways um yeah i mean it took me i'd say probably like the last week of senior year i opened up a little bit but um, last week of senior <laughs> yeah, year but really honestly up to that point i was i just thought i was such a square and everybody hated me and bob johnson actually sent me a facebook message quite recently telling me that the reason he didn't talk to me when i came to school was because he was intimidated by how pretty i was and i was like wow really oh look at that he's there been holding on to that for a long time thanks bob johnson because i've spent the last what 18 years at this point or whatever it has yeah. been thinking that i was like super lame so lame that like, it's funny what we hold like, on to right yeah like the both on stuff. his part and yours for just uh-huh. that one thing uh-huh. it's it's so Such crazy significant thing um and i wonder and uh, like i would push back a little on the depressed thing just because i i think there's a difference between like awkward teenage sadness and like right. depression right yes um, you're right but I've discovered this recently, like through therapy, <laughs> that oh. I uh, I didn't like my home life because my brother was like emotionally and verbally abusive, right. and my mom wasn't around a bunch, and she was unstable to some degree, and 
And then I hated school because I didn't know anybody and everyone was a fucking asshole. Yeah. So I would like my, my, <laughs> this, all my little yeah. action figures mm-hmm. and like, and the TV shows, like that's where, that's where I lived. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. my escape yeah. place. And I created my own, like, I don't like this world or this world. So I just kind of created my own world. Yes. Um, I did that too with writing. So, okay. For sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know you as a very creative person. Mm-hmm. So your outlet is writing. Yeah. And then or books. Like, I got really into Stephen King for a while. My teenage years. Stuff too. <laughs> I dabble, dibble, dabble. And I also got really into, um, uh, I don't know if I want to say this out loud. Learning dances to the, learning the dance, dances from the, the choreography <laughs> to, yes, musicals, but one no, in particular. Oh, musicals, not musicals. music videos. Okay. One in particular. Uh, um, uh, this is a movie, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, I'm very familiar. I had a one-piece black le- leotard. Did you carry around paint cans? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good possibility that I did. <laughs> it's a good possibility. And yeah. I, 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 I just, yeah. I think you you bring up a good point here, Justin. That when you find yourself, you know, at odds with the world around you, yeah. you kind of have an option, right? Um, and sometimes it's a clearer option than than you know than others. But yeah, I found stuff to keep me occupied for sure. Yeah, yeah, fun stuff, stuff I liked. Yeah, like standing on my bed and pretending that I was accepting like an Oscar, and I'd be like, I want to thank Leonardo for being Prepping such a good for husband. Your 40s when you get that right. Oscar finally. Uh huh. Dazzle yeah. was the name of the magazine that I created. There's a like 20 to 30 issues of dazzle somewhere out there you made a whole magazine i did and i would laminate i would laminate every i would handwrite it and draw pictures and stuff but then i would laminate it hand laminate it i don't even know how i did that but i I spent quite a bit of time oh my god on it yeah Yeah, screenplays (laughs) and how's is high school run-of-the-mill like i mean i know no what's high school like high school (laughs) I started to get more popular, which okay. was cool. Um, primarily because of the Tybo, which we've we've touched on. Um, started feeling a little more confident in myself. So your confidence was almost directly related to your own body image. Yes. Okay. Oh yes, and how others. Yeah. At least that's something you still feel like yes, today. Yes, all the time. Okay. That's some. I battle with that being like a lot of my self worth. Okay. Because like at some point it's gonna start to fade. Yeah. And I'm going to have to know what, like, what else is cool about me. All the other cool stuff. Besides, yeah. like, my hair or, you know, if I if I look nice. Which is still your appearance, yeah. Still my appearance. All of it. <laughs> it's all about that. I don't know why. Um, so, let's see. So, that was good. Um, so, I was feeling more confident. Started hanging out with people, you know. Yeah. Um, bef- Pre-Erica. Before Erica and I were best friends. Um that was the best decision I've ever made in my life, obviously. She was the best friend anyone could ever have. Uh, I was hanging out with a group of, of you know, m- more popular kids. And yeah. it was my first party experience was on homecoming, snow coming, junior year. Okay. And I ended up... <laughs> It's almost embarrassing. I had never been to a party before. I lied to my parents, you know, about where I was going. Mm. And uh, we go to this barn party. And within like 20 minutes, Justin, I'm blackout drunk. (laughs) Just like 
running through a field with my pants off, blackout drunk. Like, oh, wow. with, like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Well, I imagine you were letting out a lot of repressed feelings because yes. you were drunk. For, well, and I couldn't. Like, I still couldn't watch PG thirteen movies. Yeah. You know, like was that your first time being drunk? It was. Too? Okay, it was my first time drinking and yeah. being drunk, uh, and smoking weed and doing a keg stand all at the same party. All in the same 20 minutes. You were <laughs> checking things off your list. Board. Yeah. Ended up being, I, well, yeah, so I ended up passing out very early in the night or puking. Uh, my friend Joe Bartos had this big Jeep, like a big Jeep, like, I don't know, one of those giant fucking things, but like an old one, like yeah. a Bronco, maybe, yeah. not a Jeep. And as they were trying to lift me into the back of it, the back windshield shattered so the rest From what i don't know i don't know to this day i don't know <laughs> okay i think it was because they were doing keg stands like right behind it and yeah. like i think that there might have been like someone like kicked it out on accident anyways i might have already been in it at that point for the rest of the evening i laid in the back of his bracco whatever it was on like shattered glass <laughs> sleeping Jesus. until uh, the cops showed up because oh. uh, Joe Bartos had parked it at an apple orchard that was private property because there was a party going on across the street. Was it Ashton's apple orchard? It was. We're going there tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> I'll look for a Bronco. Yes, parked. See if there's any teenage girls. Parked in the orchard. Uh, and uh, the cops showed up thinking that I, as a woman sleeping in the back of this Bronco with yeah. a shattered windshield, had broken into the vehicle to shelter myself from the cold. Uh, and they took me home to my parents, uh, right down the road. And I was never really allowed to go to another party after that, obviously. Um, it was awful. Uh, the only really other thing that I can say is my senior year of high school, I had mono for the first two months. Jeez. Um, yeah. It was so did you have to stay home then? I stayed home for two months. I saw uh, September 11th, the, the, the yeah. attack of September 11th on live TV, sitting in my house because i was sick um i went back to school and the week a week later was when uh all that stuff happened uh with it was snow coming or whatever you call it homecoming i always get them mixed up it was like end of october right about yeah. this time when i was at um billy foster's house and i had a red lebaron with white convertible stripes racing stripes it was a convertible i said that right. i left the keys in it me and Billy were in the camper doing stuff, doing stuff. Uh, <laughs> there was only like a few other dudes there at this point in the night. Uh, and they, uh, a couple of them, of them took a couple of the other kids home and that's, they got, in a, they ended up crashing on the way back this to Billy's. This is your car they took? Yes. Okay. I left the keys in it and, uh. And then they took your car and they crashed your car. And they crashed. And then Jimmy Manor died in my car. And I watched him die, kind of. Nah, he was probably already dead, but I was the only one who hadn't been drinking because I've never really been into drinking that much. So, well, walk me through that. So, what happens there? Uh, They leave with your car. Yes, without without my knowledge. No. No. So, they were all. So, I, I get there. Obviously, it's kind of like a booty call for Billy, but I loved him. I think I might still love him because he's, he's just, he, I've just always loved him. Um, we go into his parents' camper. Uh, he lives right, uh, it's like Main Street in Ortonville. Yeah, yeah. But it turns to dirt. Um, 
you know, once you're past like the main street. Yeah. And uh, and he lives right there on the left hand side. So small little community area. Um, so we're in the camper. We're doing it, and all the all the dudes that are there are standing outside the camper. And the, occasionally, one of them will reach their hand in and like slap my ass or like. Oh Jesus! It was very. There was layers there. Yeah. Um. Th- so they say, okay. Well, uh, Ian says we're gonna take Gino and someone else home. Yeah. Gino and Joe. Okay. And I I didn't think that they were gonna take my car. Yeah. They didn't say like, hey, Steph, can we take your car? Didn't hear him leave. We got done. I don't even remember. A lot of time had passed by. Yeah. And we went outside and I saw that my car was gone. And then I got a very bad feeling. And out of like the corner of my eye, I can see this like shadowy figure running towards us. We're just standing and we just stood in Billy's driveway for like probably a half hour. Yeah. Um, we had like cell phones, I think, but I was like, not really, you know, like yeah, yeah. we, we might've tried to call somebody yeah. or something. And there was like Nokia's and yeah, the, light up antennas and stuff. And yeah. yeah. Next Um, and I can see this is as, as it's approaching, I can tell that it's a person running towards us. Yeah. Um, and stumbling and getting back up and like hysterical. And it's, uh, Ian Edmonds, who I went to school with. And he says, Jimmy, Jimmy crashed and I'm like, he crashed my car. And he's like, yes, I don't know if he's alive. And so Billy and I and Ian all start running back to the car. It, it's How far away did they? Not far. Jeez. It may be like, um, I don't know, yeah, like, like not far at all. Yeah. Like from here to not even the end of like, yeah. you know, no, I get it. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, pretty close um we get down there and i don't even remember if like who called the cops or like i think so that's what it was so we got down to the to the vehicle he had hit the dirt jimmy had his uh he didn't have his license he was 15 he had his permit ian let him drive on the way home and he was going too fast when he hit the dirt and there was this big old tree on the side of the road and he hit that tree um, so Billy says that they're going to go back to his house and call to call the police. And, and I just stayed there in the road with my car. It's like still running, yeah. you know? And, uh, and I thought, I, I thought I was hearing him call my name. So I was like, but I was scared to like get too close, you know? Yeah. And we had to do like a project for a senior, something like with the, some like poster, you know? our kids so i have like pic- there's all these pictures from my childhood and they're scattered all over the dirt road yeah. because the top had flung open and like everything oh, came you know my car. car it's always yeah. full of shit um <laughs> it's all over it was all over the dirt road and it was cold and i was like in a tank top and like it was scary it was scary and then uh the cop showed up and, I, and the the boys never came back yeah nobody ever came back so it was and then they acted as if I hadn't been there that night. And that was probably the hardest part. What do you mean? Like, they grieved as a group. like the Without f- you? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And that felt bad, for yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. 
because nobody else had been there and nobody else knew what had happened. It felt like you were kind of, you had to deal with that on your own. There was a lot of rumors going on, going around. Yeah. Yes. Um, like we went to the summit place mall, like, uh, the, a day later to get me like new makeup. Cause like everything that was in my car, like we just threw away cause yeah. there was like blood on it and stuff. Even though I'm pretty sure he had like, it, it was like a, a close head injury, but like there was obviously some yeah. injuries. Um, it was pretty messed up, yeah. Jeez. And that sort of, I think, I, I've been like an anxious person my whole life. Yeah. And like that kind of made me realize like that's like the weight of, you know, like life is like that sort of like the, there's these really heavy moments that yeah. are just like really terrible. And like in Defining. them, you feel so numb and, and, like really contained but then like sort of steady stream of anxiety like followed you know immediately before and after and i've I've always been an anxious like i every time my parents were at home and i was home i would think like they were like dead on the side of the road like i've just always been weird like that yeah so when like something like that actually does happen it's fucked up yeah well it it probably feels somewhat confirming right Right. and it's not i know yeah Right. Like, I've been right this whole time. Yeah. Bad shit is going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to be bad shit. And it's going to be awful. Because, like, you know, a 15-year-old kid does not deserve to die yeah, just because he was being a little reckless, you know? It's just fucking shit. Shit crazy. happens. That's really messed up like that. Yeah. yeah. So that was... That was my senior year. <laughs> yeah. I was just really ready to get out of school at that yeah. point. I never liked school. I always thought it was a waste of time. Well, that is, that, yeah, that's, I mean, I can't even imagine being a part of that event, let it was alone, scary. like, seeing him there. And... Yeah. I had to call my parents, and my dad was screaming on the phone, he's going to pay for you to get a fucking car. Like, you tell him. I'm like, I can't tell him, Dad. Yeah. He's dead. And that was, he was really angry. And that was surprising because like i said he was he's not an angry guy yeah but um i think it probably scared him more than anything we went to the hospital the next day they still had him on like life support so he wasn't dead he was brain dead yeah but yeah he wasn't dead yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know it's i don't really remember now if they had like resuscitated him yeah but not like you know uh it was weird yeah it was not cool it was scary. And then we actually moved to a house that was like, it was after high school, but we moved to a house that was across the street from where it happened. I was, yeah. Cool. Another fun fact, <laughs> years later, Billy Foster apologized for that, for, for not including me. Cause we had to like go to court and everything. Cause they were going to try to charge Ian. Yeah. Um, because he let Jimmy drive, yeah. um, they took my car. I did we didn't press charges, but like the well, state yeah. did. I imagine there's even, even if you guys didn't, somebody wants to blame someone for right. a 15 year old dying. Right. right. And so they, they did an investigation into, yeah, if there was any, you know. Were any of them 18 at the time? Uh, Ian might've been. That's yeah. That, that might've been say, why. That would have been, yeah. I think his birthday was September, his birthday is September 11th. Yeah. So yeah, it's an easy birthday. He would be remember. in the law's uh-huh. eyes. He was the adult that uh-huh. was the responsible party. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually had it, I had my wisdom teeth taken out the same, like 
the same week that I had to like show up to court to like tell them the story and like my cheeks were like this big and I had like one of those like heated pad things on my face. It was yeah. awful. It was awful all the way around. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So it was kind of, that was an abrupt yeah. change. I, I see that as like a, a shift in my life from like one for, sort of point of view to another. And that point of view being like, fuck it. Life's too short. Yeah. I try not to, try not to f- fuck high school, you know, fuck yeah. school. It's bullshit anyways. It doesn't matter. Um, so you finished high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I did. Yes. <laughs> Pretty sure. I think, yeah, I got, I graduated. What's a flying colors. Did you go to college right out of high school? Yes. My parents forced me to. <laughs> okay. We went on a tour of college campuses in Florida. Oh, okay. And then they made me go to OU. Okay. And I didn't like any of the colleges that we went and saw in Florida. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to move so far away um, by myself. I did want to get away, but I I didn't think that that was the means. Uh, so they made me start going to OU. I went to OU for nine years. <laughs> and I graduated with a degree in uh liberal, liberal arts and there you go and here i am today a server <laughs> at honcho <laughs> it's funny what those degrees mean yeah absolutely nothing i'm very mad at them that they i have accrued a substantial amount of debt for those nine years because i was a theater major for three i was an Eng- i was a teaching major for two and then i was like get me out of here oh my god once i realized like yeah. I'm going to have to pay this money back. Like, I can't just go to college forever on, like, yeah. this uh, student loans. Student loans. Um, did you, were you living at home when you went to OU? Back and forth. Did you, like, did you do dorms or? No. Oh, okay. Um, no, I lived with, yeah, I lived at home and then I lived with Casey yeah. and then I lived at home and then I lived with Matt. So when, because uh, I know OU over nine years is sporadic. Yeah. Um, so you go to you go to OU though right out of high, high school. school. Yes, you're going full time. Full time. So you go from living with your parents mm-hmm. in college. You meet a boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long are you guys dating before you move in with him? That's really hard to remember um, <laughs> because Casey and I were so on and off. Yeah. Uh, I believe we dated for. <sighs> I'm just, this is like a ballpark. I don't even know. Shot in the dark almost. There's no quiz. Uh, Six months. (laughs) Okay. We dated two and a half years solidly in the beginning. Yeah. And then we were very either on, like we were off, like he was in like Virginia or wherever, California. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say it was, we lived together about a year and a half of our two and a half year like relationship that. The beginning of it, yeah. Yeah. The first time around. When did you meet Erica? Uh oh, in high school. Okay. Um, and Mr. Scoggs' class, we got. What did Mr. Scoggs teach? Political science. Oh, perfect. And he thought that she was che- we were cheating, because she, you know you have like those take-home assignments, yeah. and uh, she asked, she's, what did you get for like question seven or something? Yeah. And I was like doing something else, so I was like just kind of like tossed my paper to her. And she was looking at it, and he 
thought she was copying down what I what I had written. And took us out in the hallway. She was very upset. Like I was like, Psh, no big deal, because at this point I was like getting in school in house suspensions or detentions yeah. ISS, on the reg, school like for like two short shirts or whatever it may be. You know, like I was kind of. I had that sort of rebellious little yeah. air to me, and uh, but she was really upset um, because she was very like eye on the prize. Like she was very yeah. like Annie Edison, you know, to make a community reference. <laughs> yes, yeah. focused and on following her sister's footsteps. Well, yeah, yeah. and uh, so he gave us in school detention for that. But uh, we became friends after that. The rest is history. <laughs> um, he would say human. That's the only thing I can remember about Mr. Skull. <laughs> human beings. That's funny. He didn't pronounce his H's. No. Yeah. No, quite like a few other people that we know. One, I, don't know I don't know that reference. Donald Trump. Oh. And yeah. Bernie Sanders. but <laughs> <laughs> And him too. One of these is not like the other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. You and Erica. I've had a solid gold friendship, man. She's been there for me through a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure vice versa. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah, I try. Um, she's an easy person to be there for. Yeah. I mean, she's... Anyways, we could make this all about Erica, but Let's we won't. do that. <laughs> I live with the lady, all right? Jeez. Um, so, you have... I mean, as far as I know... Because we haven't hung out a bunch the last six years. S- six? I have a six-year-old. <laughs> that is how long it's been since I've hung out with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off all your social connections. And yeah, have a child. Kinda. Um, Unless I want to start hanging out with moms, and dads. There's a lot of those. We're the last couple left that we, I think. Just I... hang on. Just hang on. Don't do it. I love my child. <laughs> don't do it. It's scary. It's scary because I don't know if he's gonna have like a world to live in yeah so like but he's here now so it's, it's, it keeps me up at night yeah so just, just make sure the world's gonna be oh well the planet will be all right it's just all life on earth that i worry about yeah being a parent's fun too um <laughs> what's so let's let's do the events leading up to you having okay. a child so you have two two main relationships <laughs> that i know about i think right i mean i'm psychoanalyzing things but okay uh, when you're in a relationship, are you looking for constant attention? Yes. Do you think that's derivative of yes. my dad was always not there? <laughs> I knew what you were going to say already. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, because as, as much as I know you, like, I don't know the intricacies of like the, or the intimacies of like your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so walk me through getting to, you have a child. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Justin, yeah. uh, walk well. I guess what if what have you learned about yourself, and I guess what you need, um, through these relationships. I've to... learned that there are patterns. Yeah, there is a pattern that I perpetuate that my mother perpetuated, that my grandma perpetuated, that my great-grandma perpetuated. I think that there is something very cyclical about life. And having a child makes you think a little bit more generationally, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? Because I never really thought about, like, 
when I'm passing down until there was something to pass down, you know? I I don't know. I think I've learned that that there are some fundamental flaws in how our society chooses to um, support and nurture little boys versus little girls and in the ways in which that sets us up for failure. And so I try really hard not to do that with my son. Um, but what happened is I had sex with Casey one one day without a condom because I never, ever. And that's ever, how babies are made. And that's how babies are made. I thought I had the timing right, but I had it very wrong. Yeah. And I went to Electric Forest without knowing that I was pregnant. Yeah. By the time I actually went to have uh, an abortion, River would have not been. But... Yeah. um. They said I was farther along than, uh, like the you know than the procedure that I had yeah, yeah. come with the cash for, and Casey was with me. Um, they said it was going to be like an extra three hundred or four hundred dollars because I was like past four months or something. Yeah, which was crazy to me. I just thought I literally thought I was like dying for the summer of two thousand and twelve. <laughs> because so I was like, what's wrong with me? I'm so sick. Oh, why isn't this coke working? Like I'm just. Why does everyone smell really bad at Electric Forest this year? <laughs> oh, God. Turns out I'm pregnant. It turns out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went to this this clinic, and uh, and Casey was upset. And it bothered me how upset he was that yeah. I couldn't get an abortion. Um, it bothered me that he... There wasn't any bit of, like... So at this point, you guys have been together for a while i mean like we met when i was 18 and i was 28 when i had river yeah and so we weren't uh we weren't together for all of those years i was i was with matt for like two of them them. (laughs) but the majority of them and we were were always in contact with each other we were always you know no matter where he was like i thought he was my soulmate you know i really did uh i i still think that he's like obviously meant to be in my life but the the idea of a soulmate's changed a little bit maybe yeah um, yeah, so we, we left without getting it, without getting yeah, an abortion. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can remember we went to this like restaurant, it was like next to Ellen's. I don't know if you've ever been to Ellen's in Kigo. It's like off Orchard Lake. Uh-uh. Anyways, it was like this little hole in the wall restaurant at which anyways, later was a restaurant that my most recent boyfriend worked at. <laughs> um, but, and we were sitting there and he was just like, I mean, it was like, Literally, like, you told him he had, like, a week to live. Like, yeah. his, like, demeanor. And, like, meanwhile, I'm fucking pregnant. Yeah. Like, you could hop on a cruise ship tomorrow and be gone, and I'd never see you again. Like, I, I'm, like, living with this now. Yeah. And being pregnant really sucked. Really sucked. But I'd already, at this point, I was, like, sick all the time. Was, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, it was, like, me and, me and my boy from then on out, and I'm... It was, you know, it was, I just wanted to be the best mother that I could be because up until that point, I hadn't felt like I'd really done much right in my life. So I figured it would be a good time to try to do something right. Yeah. And I, and I still try, you know, like I have a really cool son. Like you've not really got to spend time with him, but he's like yeah. a super, most everyone says that. Everyone says that their kids are cool. My kid's really fucking cool. <laughs> he's like really cool. Like he's like top notch. He's even cooler than I am. Nice. Mission accomplished. <laughs> so I want to touch on that a little uh, and like stop me. But <laughs> okay. And I, you've sprinkled this throughout 
this entire thing. (laughs) Okay. I worry about your, I guess the easiest way to put it is self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you obviously you, you have admitted like uh, body image and, and mm-hmm. that like is at the top of your list, um, which is crazy to me, like, because you're, you're so good at all these other little things. Like, Thanks. you're just like me, you're, you're a creative person, which... I think most creatives like there's a there's an inner struggle that's constantly there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, and there's there's a number of similarities you can draw between creative people, which is I think oh, why we get along because yeah. there's I don't know it's not some juices flowing. <laughs> it's not like a depression, <laughs> like to call back to earlier. Um, <laughs> but it, it there is like a I don't want to say that. And I'm speaking for myself now, but tell me if you can relate to this. But like, I don't want to be sad and depressed, but I also right. like feel like when I'm in that, I can also creatively thrive from it. Yes. And so you're constantly in this cycle. And I, 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 I call it, um, what is, uh, disheartened. Um, I, I feel like a subtle but constant feeling of like a disheartenedness. Yeah. Like... But that, yeah, that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah. Because, like, from, I like to be an observer, right? And so yeah. if you're like, I didn't mean to cut you off. I might have oh, cut no, you no. off. But, yeah. If, like, I would fail, like, I failed depression tests when they were given to me. Yeah. Be, but, like, well, I guess I don't fail them, but I. <laughs> I you're it, the worst depressed person <laughs> ever. It gives doctors no, the yeah. impression that I am depressed when I take the depression test because oh, okay. the questions I, I are very. Like, oh, do you like? Are you sad on a daily basis? Well, yeah, I'm fucking sad. If I see like a deer on the side of the road, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to cry. Yeah. Probably gonna keep it together, but I'm gonna want to cry. Like, if I turn on the television and just like happen to hear like, well, I don't know, even like a, even like a Sarah McLachlan talking about dogs. <laughs> don't, oh my god. <laughs> Are you going to lose I it right actually now? can't. Yeah, I've gotten to the point now in my old age where there are certain things I just altogether avoid, and baby animals are one of them, even if they're happy, even if they're being yeah. cherished and loved. Just the sight of a baby animal nearly throws me Very emotionally into sensitive. the throes of a, yes, yeah. of, a, of an emotional breakdown. Um, Yeah, I'm sort of melancholy. I've yeah. always been kind of a, like a melancholy person. Yeah. But like with but with like this, just just like you Justin, you have like also like a very charismatic part of you, like yeah. a very outgoing extroverted. Yeah. But like a void that will never be filled. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But intro it, but being introverted is where I'm most comfortable because I I actually don't think I have low self-worth. I think I have an inflated self-worth. At least in my mind I do cuz I like I feel like I think I'm better not then better, but like better than everybody. You else? think you perceive yourself better than others perceive you? No, I think that I perceive myself as superior. Okay. Which is probably my German DNA <laughs> speaking. But like that's what my dad would always say growing up like, oh, if it's German, it's superior, you know, like just like us. <laughs> so I'm going to blame that on him. But um, <laughs> no, I've always felt like when I was younger, I thought I was like the coolest. Yeah. 
Like, I could not be touched. Like, I'm fucking cool. Yeah. To the bone. Then you feel like you got knocked down. And I got knocked down. But, like, somewhere inside my head, I'm still like, but you're the coolest. You know, like, wink, wink. Yeah. And I, I actually feel bad about that. Like, that I can't get that part of me to go away. Like, I'm Um, not as humble as I should be. But I come off as very, like... Oh, sorry. Like, oh, I know. Like, it's just Stephanie. I'm such a loser. But like inside, I'm like, I'm fucking cool. Like, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's um, weird. I don't. I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's weird. I think uh, you're. Like, it's, I'm a it's, disillusioned or a delusional. No. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Bipolar. Th- I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I'm, get out like the dictionary. I'm not someone that. <laughs> I don't diagnose just, people. I know, um, right? I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And also if it's cause it's something you're aware of, mm-hmm. it's not something that you allow to project outward. Like you don't, right. No one in your life would think that you think that way about yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, right. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing to have those feelings about yourself. Right. Uh, like it doesn't make me like, I don't want to like harm anybody, obviously. You're like, yeah. I'm not like, Oh fuck you you're not as good as me but in my mind i sort of feel like i'm pretty cool yeah that's okay that's okay oh thanks (laughs) that's all right i'm glad because you know (laughs) sometimes i feel like i'm just trying to overcompensate for that like thing that's in my mind that tells me i'm cool because why don't i think i'm supposed to think i'm cool well so that's i mean i'd go as far as to say that that's just that's just self-confidence right and that's okay that's healthy (laughs) it's healthy to like yourself right um wow but like that's uncomfortable to me like being something something there makes me feel weird but i don't know what it is i don't know justin no i don't know either i don't want to be like i I don't want to be like normal i've never wanted to be normal i've never felt normal i don't think you're normal thank you (laughs) that makes me feel better and I mean that in every good way. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not normal. No, right. One uh, is normal. Well, like that's, normal yeah. is just like such a. Well, it's such it's a word too that has no real definition. As I've learned on this podcast, everybody thinks that most people, not everybody, but most people think that whatever their childhood was was normal, and it was to them because that was their normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's their baseline. Right. So it's it's different for everybody else. So normal is. Normal such a relative word, uh, which I understand. That's really why, like, is. therapists probably don't use it. Right. It's like, so, like, that's not even a word we should be yeah. using. It's just throw it out. Yeah. Throw anytime, it out. Uh, replace it. Anytime in therapy I've ever said, so I know everyone else thinks this way, but, like, how come? And she'll be like, okay, no one else thinks that way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> every time. I'm like, oh, okay. So everything I've been rationalizing with, everyone else feels this way. Yeah. Is incorrect. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, that's just, the ego. That's just me. <laughs> Isn't that what they say? That it's, it's, I don't know. So let's segue that. Not really segue, but shift shift views into okay. being a parent. Mm. Okay. Uh, and and you've been a single parent for. I have. Um, how long? Because okay, so yeah, let's do that. You, how long did you guys stay together after River was born? Um. Until he was like around four. Okay. Um, the it was rough there towards the end. Um, 
I don't know if we have like seven hours because that's probably how long it's going to take <laughs> to really talk. What are what are some of the the major things being a mother like in the beginning, and then some of the maybe the revelations or. So I was really concerned um, that I didn't deserve to have a healthy child, or that I didn't deserve to have a child. Um, I That's still feel Catholicism coming out of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you yeah. th- for pinpointing what what was the cause of that actually, because you're right. Guilt um, and shame. <laughs> I do constant. Yeah. Um, uh, I went to the doctor, and the doctor prescribed me Adderall when I when River was younger was was young. Um, I was having trouble living up to the housewife mold. Like, I I don't fit in that. Did you feel like you were being put in that? I was, that was what was being requested and required of me. Um, Or else I wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. Yeah. I kept getting in trouble because I wasn't making enough, you know, I wasn't making dinner on time or like I wasn't cleaning up the house. So he wanted like a... A 1950s yes. traditional yes. life, and you yes. wanted to continue to be yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An individual person. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, but I did, I did very much enjoy staying home and spending time with my son yeah. when he was, especially when he was really little. Um, I mean, to this day, I still take off like every day that I have him. Um, yeah. But so, I, uh, I, I went to the doctor because I was not doing a good job of cleaning and stuff. And I was prescribed Adderall, and that wasn't good for me um, for a number of reasons. And it became somewhat of a problem, really. I don't know. You and Erica probably don't even know this. Um, what did they give you Adderall for? Like, ADHD. What was your, okay. Or ADD, one of those. Okay. Um, and did, how did that interact with your anxiety? Badly. Okay. Um, what it would do is it would, like bury it yeah for most of the like like, i was sort of always constantly like jittery a little jittery um very easily distracted um which i kind of always have been a little bit like that yeah um but if i did have a genuine add or adhd then that would have helped me not be like that but it didn't really um but then like it buries your anxiety but then what will happen is like burst out in really yeah. big scary ways that's what prozac did to me with depression yeah yeah <laughs> when i was yeah. a teenager yeah yeah um well and that was the thing is i went to my my like family doctor that i had had for a really long time and she said i was depressed because of the depression quiz that's a 10 page yeah, yeah. she's like oh you feel sad or disheartened on a daily basis and i'm like bitch yeah like look around yeah. also it, like Mental health professionals should make that diagnosis more than your family doctor. And then your family doctor and immediately prescribed me an antidepressant that, like, once I started taking, I couldn't stop taking, you know, like, without, like... Yeah. That was, like, that weirded me out. So I went to a different doctor. So you get Adderall. So I get Adderall. Uh, Casey is not happy about it. And from there, starts withholding financially always withheld financially from me, yeah. um, which was a problem because I wasn't working because I was staying home with a child. Yeah. Um, he didn't see value in that, especially considering I wasn't like, you know, it, doing it right in his eyes. Yeah. So um, we lived in a house in Pontiac. It was great. I was a cat lady on the street. All the kids would come over. All the cats would come over. Everyone came <laughs> into our house because like I was the only like parent home. Yeah. And, and it really opened opened up my eyes my perspective on like 
this is on society a little bit more living yeah. in a low income area yeah. like Pontiac. Um, great little neighborhood, you know, cute kids. And, uh, I was glad that river had, you know, kids, they were all a little bit older than him, but they were all really nice to him. His best friend Savannah was her name and they would like hang out every day. And she was a year older than him. All the little girls loved him though. <laughs> and this is the only little white boy on the street. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, with the help of my grandparents, I got a condo in Clarkston, uh, after I started working at Hancho, um, and kind of realized that like, I didn't have to be that, Yeah. that I had already felt like a single parent. There wasn't like a, like a really deep connection. Yeah. Yeah. There hadn't ever been my, I mean, Casey said he would, he sat down with my parents and told them he was going to marry me before I had River. And he didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, after that, you're kind of just like, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. If anything's going to push you over the edge, it's going to be having a kid. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't pull the trigger right. at that point. <laughs> right. Right. What were you going to say about taking Adderall? How long were you on it? I, I was prescribed it by yeah. my doctor for four years. Yeah. Um, I got into some trouble with the law. Uh, a few years ago and I had to do drug testing and eventually ended up going to jail for six days. How was that? Awful. Yeah. I mean, awful. Jail is like purgatory. It's like purgatory. It's like being dead, but not being dead because life goes on without you Yeah. and you're just in this beige cell doing nothing. Yeah. And it sucks. It sucks. It's the worst. Like, I cannot stress to you how bad. And that, was, and that was for six days. And it was only jail. Yeah. And it was for only six days. And it was really fucking hard. And I have never felt more high than I did when I walked out those fucking doors. Yeah. Like, you would have thought that I was, like, on E. <laughs> like, all jacked up on all kinds of stuff. Because yeah. I was like, <gasps> Like my, bro- my brother and my mom and Michael and my boyfriend at the time came and to pick me up and I was like just I couldn't stop talking I love you guys I'm so, I love you so much like I love my life like I was it was ridiculous it was I got a nickname in jail though Snowflake that's Snowflake that doesn't surprise me Stephanie <laughs> and they wanted to braid my hair but I didn't let them I didn't the, the, the girls there were a few girls in there that were like they were really good at braiding but I didn't want them to do my hair so much of it yeah so that's about when I stopped taking drugs <laughs> yeah. was through that whole thing yeah um how long ago was that uh it'll be a year that I went to I, I went it hasn't even been a year since I went to jail okay um but I was pulled over like the whole thing started in like 2016 or 2017. It just took a really long time for me to face the music on that one. Yeah. That was a rough road. I was, there was a few more, more than one warrant out for me because I just didn't like the system and I didn't want to participate, but I had been pulled over in Troy and they had found an empty weed bowl. So I was on probation, whether or not I liked it for six months. Yeah. With drug testing for an empty weed bowl. They searched my car for two hours in the f- on, the, on the side of 75 in 
freezing rain, whipping winds, two cops thinking that I was a, that I was a Coke dealer. They thought I was dealing Coke out of the Hills, which is a 24 hour restaurant in Rochester because I was show up on Friday and Saturday nights dressed up after work, after I've left Honcho. Yeah. Michael lived um, in Troy and I would drop, I would drive him home and we would go eat there. And they thought that we were selling cocaine. So they waited and watched and waited and watched. And one night they pulled me over Jeez. and turns out I had an unpaid, unpaid s- ticket. Yeah. So I had a suspended license. So they put me in handcuffs and they searched my car for two hours and they, all they found was an empty weed, like an empty bowl. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah, I bet. Fuck that shit. Fuck that noise. It was horrible. I had to stand in front of Judge Kirsten Hartig seven different fucking times for bullshit. Oh, your piss came back with, you know marijuana in it or you didn't show up for your critical thinking you know counseling session and yeah though they, they actually sent me to gray centers of hope for a year what is that it's a non-profit religion based um program for mothers or my parents whatever up Mothers in particular, it was all it was all women there, yeah. um, dealing with drug abuse and homelessness. Every other woman in there had a serious substance abuse problem, like heroin, or yeah. was homeless, or was being beaten. Um, they sent me there for a year. You had to live there. I was supposed to live there for a year. I stayed there for five days. Gee. I could leave on my own accord. Okay. Uh, my lawyer told me, uh. That if I didn't show up, the judge said that she was going to send two deputies to my apartment at the time to pick me up and take me to jail. So I went for five days, and then I left. Uh, River came to visit me. He remembers, he still remembers, it was like bingo, lady, ladies bingo night. And he like won like some bubbles and a nail polish, and he was like super pumped about it. Heck yeah. But I couldn't. I, I, I felt like I, it was really weird. It was, yeah. That was a surreal time. But it was good because. So, what are your? I don't want. I mean, you're not a child, so I don't want to say what. What did you learn? Right. Um, but like, what are your takeaways from that entire experience? Uh... Like, were you able to change your perspective on anything, or was it more? Or do you kind of just harbor a lot of anger and resentment towards like the system for that? Yes, I th- I think I do, I do hold resentment yeah. or anger. Um, however, I don't look at it. When I think about that time, it really made me feel good about myself. Like I could, after it was all said and done, it took so long. Yeah. So many times I slipped up. I, I dealt with it the worst way a person could possibly <laughs> deal with something like that. It, yeah. it turned something minuscule into something huge, yeah. you know. And something that could have really ended up, like, I, I thought, you know, at the, end, the last time I went to court, I thought she was going to sentence me to six months. Because yeah. that's, like, the maximum you can get on a misdemeanor like yeah. like that. Um, but it had been two years, or a year and a half. And I'd, I'd, I'd just fucked up 
over and over and over again. Um, it showed me that I could get through something like that, that like I was strong enough, yeah. um, that I could do everything wrong and still could come out okay. You know, like that yeah. everything can go wrong and it can still be okay. <laughs> you know, that time, time, it, it just moves. And time goes by regardless it goes by. of what happens. And I try not to look at all of the time that I spent. That was my thought. That was my thing the whole time was like, they're going to, if they're going to send me to jail, like I'm then what's the use in worrying about it? You know, what's the use in trying to do this or that or that? Yeah. It's like, I guess it helped me accept my flaws. Maybe try to present myself a little differently. Yeah. Um, and not, I don't know, Justin, that's a really good question. It made me feel good about myself after it was said and done, but throughout the process, it was horrible. I'm sure. And I still think it's bullshit. It's a mill. You go in there and it's like a, it's a, it's a money-making mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, see, yeah, the prison system, I mean, uh, the court said there's a, there's the a lot of things to be said about Every uh, time yeah, I yeah. went to court, it was a packed courtroom full of. Yeah. But if you, so I guess I, my question with, is if you take out, take out like the obvious flaws, right. which are, you know, most of the system right, the stuff right. that, that's, that's, that's in place. Systemic flaws. Um, looking at it as, as a mother of an infant, mm-hmm. um, someone that like this all was somewhat related to like weed, right? To some degree. Yes. Um, well, yeah, I wasn't actually even smoking. It wasn't yeah, even my yeah, pipe. Yeah. It wasn't mine. It so, wasn't mine. Um, <laughs> but looking at it in hindsight, Reckless from behavior. those like points of view, is there? Were you able to gain some perspective and some accountability yes. into like what had happened? Yes, for sure. So what? I guess that what what are some of the things you got in that from that perspective? That nobody is going to provide yeah. for me what I need to provide for myself as far as like stability, yeah, home. Yeah. Nobody's going to provide for my son what I what I know he deserves. I need to do that. I am not a child anymore. I guess was really the biggest thing was you're not a kid anymore. You've got to grow up a little bit. I yeah. hate adulting. I'm not good at it. I've never liked it. I don't want to be an adult. Peter Pan syndrome, like so bad stuff. crazy. Come to the dark side. I know, right? Like pay a bill. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. But for me... It has always been really hard to like make that step. And I think it's because if I admit that I'm an adult, that I admit I, that I'm scared that that means that I haven't achieved something that I, I think I should have achieved by now. That's so, like the biggest thing. Yeah. But who sets those? Who sets that everybody, up? Right? Well, everybody, right? Everybody. Thinks. I would argue that you do that. Right. Yourself, I do right? that. I do that. Because the, nobody, if you, if you walk out of this house today and go, you know what? I'm a fucking adult now. Yeah. No one's going to stop you on the sidewalk and be like, well, wait, did you accomplish this, this, and this? That's something that, that's, you know, that's the right. thing that you put in your head. Right. Um, right. And I, 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 I might sound passionate about this because I, I feel the same way about myself because uh, I can very easily go, oh, wait, I haven't accomplished a fucking thing. I'm in a job that I have no idea how I got through a fluke. <laughs> um, uh, and is just an extension of me like working at Best Buy and retail oh. for fucking seven years. Right. And well, it's probably not a fluke then because like, you're good at that. But, but see, so but it, you're justifying the same shit that you can't justify for yourself. You're justifying story. for me the True stuff you story. can't justify in yourself, which 
that's a, I mean, that's a good way to think about it, right? Like if you can, if you can talk to someone like me and say, oh, you did this, this, and this, like think of all that crap, but then you can't say that to yourself. Right. Circle that back to you think in your head, you're like, no, I think I'm the shit. Do you? Do I? <laughs> Cause I'm not giving myself. I think you're same. holding yourself up to standards that you might've set into your head when you were 19 uh-huh. and going to OU. Uh-huh. And yeah. I think the one thing that universally we can learn as we get into like our thirties and older and that sometimes our parents don't even want to admit is like that shit doesn't like 98% of the people that shit doesn't work yeah. out. Like people, it's true. I don't know anyone. And I know there's a couple people like from my high school. So I guess I do know someone, but no one I can think of off the top of my head that like went to school with a plan, graduated with that degree got a job in that field and is now like working their way to master that with a kid and a wife and it like everything is fucking perfect. There are a couple and I look forward to interviewing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) uh, But everybody else, like, no, you just, you kind of figure it out. And I imagine as a parent, like you kind of figure it out. Right. Yeah. And Uh, well, and that's, I think what the, what the, what was the problem there was it's like, I started to panic a little bit once I had river because, because my life, as a singular human being yeah. with no responsibility as far as not, I'm not responsible for anyone else but myself. Yeah. What had I done? Because it, I looked at it as, in terms of now I am here for you. So in my mind, I was like, well, but what did Stephanie do? Yeah. Like when Stephanie was just like, Stephanie. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what I got a little tangled up and created like, a lot of regrets for yourself a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then like, I could like sort of like was like living through this, like, really long haired hippie dude who was like fun to hang out with. And he thought I was pretty and like, and it was late, you know, like it was like after work and it was just weird. It was like a weird sort of surreal time. Yeah. Where I, I was just trying to figure that out. It's really hard to figure things out sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. (laughs) But, uh, I feel a lot, a lot more like equipped to be like a really good mom now going through that. Um, there, and when I, when I got out of, out of jail, like the thing I, in my mind that I was like, I want to be like a college professor. Like that was like, I was like, I want to like teach people how to write. And like, I want to do that. And like that, like yeah. kind of quickly dwindled. I wrote, I wrote like 50 pages, like the night I got out of the jail. I didn't sleep for three days. Yeah. Um, wanting to be there for other people. I think that, that, that sort of was one of the things that came out of me having to go through that process is like, there wasn't a lot of people there who were like on the other who weren't there to like fucking test your piss yeah, or to like write down whether or not you, they think you're a drug addict. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there wasn't anyone there you could just talk to and there not be like repercussions yeah. on like in that sort of way, you know? Um, there wasn't any, there wasn't any support. Outlet. Right. Yeah. And I don't know college professor professor. I guess I just wanted <laughs> to, I just wanted to teach people or be there for people or something. But um, yeah. So. It's a, it's 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 unique. Yeah. It's unique because people don't like when I people don't like expect me to have gone to jail and people have like this really weird like not everybody. Yeah. But uh, there are a lot of people that I meet that would are very surprised when, you know, if we ever get to that point where I would tell them something like that. But <laughs> it's it's good Hi, to Stephanie, see. I'll be taking care of you tonight. I've been right. to jail. I've been to jail. <laughs> Just so you know. It's my opening line. Um <laughs> <laughs> gets me a lot of times <laughs> or none at all it depends i'm on a the criminal in the eyes of the law <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
NBD. Um, <laughs> oh, I want them to think I'm a criminal. Segue into a wrap up here. Okay. Segue into a wrap up. So. <laughs> I just thought, envisioned in my mind someone like driving a segue into like <laughs> saran wrap. <laughs> Like a giant piece it's like of a Joanne Faber. Oh, like saran wrap. I keep thinking wrapping paper. Ooh. But I like the I like the saran wrap. Like floor to ceiling saran wrap and a guy driving segue a Segway through it. Segway into a wrap up. I think that's the wrap up. Um well thank you so Thanks, much for coming here and, and telling me stuff. Yeah, man. I feel like I'm boring, but not at all. Not at I'm all. Glad. I'm glad. I uh I I don't think I've sat down and talked with you one-on-one. Ever? <laughs> very long time. Ever. We used to hang out, like, I just know. hear me all we the time. We did have some good heart-to-hearts. Because it's Many like... Many nights. Because... Heart-to-hearts. Erica was more responsible than I am, and Matt was more responsible than you were, so we were just <laughs> hanging out being, like, fucking yeah, losers. Like, yeah. Yes, we were. <laughs> Whatever. It's hard to be the cool kids. Yeah. It's the good Hard life. Well, thank you. Thank Thanks, you so Justin. much. Thank you, Justin Lamb. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, you know what we didn't get to talk about? What? All right. You just listened to episode 12 with Stephanie. How about that? Um, There's crazy stuff. I was heartbroken listening to her talk about um, her friend in that car accident. And I mean, 15 years old, too. I can't even imagine and I know my wife talked about that because they grew up together and she knew when that happened and she knew the kid too. So I knew that that happened, but the detail, I had no idea. That's just crazy. And uh, the jail experience, crazy stuff. Uh, I don't normally plug other things on here either, but I do want to say um, as far as jail and prison goes, there's a podcast called That Time I Got Arrested where B Casper recounts times she's been arrested. And then the whole second season is about her experience in prison as a woman. Uh, and I'll tell you what guys, our prison system's kind of fucked up. So if you want to give that a listen, I highly recommend it. Other than that, thank you for listening and please continue to leave reviews. That makes us look good and appear in people's feeds. And that helps the whole nine yards. So thank you for that. And if you want to reach out or need to talk to anybody or anything, I'm here. You can reach me on Facebook or Instagram at friendrequestpod. And you can reach me on Twitter at friendrequestjl. And I look forward to continuing talking to you guys. You guys have been absolutely fantastic reaching out. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love all your messages. I love all the stories, um, how you've related to things. It's been absolutely perfect. This is exactly what I wanted this to turn into. Uh, I just want to help people through uh, storytelling, and this is great. Thank you so much. It's been helpful to me, and it's been helpful to you, and hopefully everybody. Let's take over the world. Not really. but (laughs) Thanks. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much. I love you.